Good morning. Thanks for listening. Dave and Doreen, the morning KLH, along with Marcus. And let's welcome our Green and Gold Insider, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, co-host of Wilding and Tausch on ESPN, Jason Wildy. Aaron Rodgers was asked if he gets prepared to meet with you reporters every Wednesday. Yeah. My yeah. question is, how do you prepare to meet with Aaron Rodgers every Wednesday? Mm, good question. Uh, yeah, that was our buddy Tim Van Voren from Fox 6. I was not a... Uh... I'll be honest, I didn't expect that question from Tim. And um, then my focus shifted to, all right, as long as he doesn't make fun of me when he makes fun of other people in this <laughs> equation, I'll be okay. Um, I, I always have ideas for him. Now, uh, folks who listen to our show know that Tausch is like a dog with a chew toy when he <laughs> decides that something is really deserving of being made fun of and he's like he's like sydney who's our 11 year old Mm -hmm. who is very funny but she doesn't know when she's kind of reached the point where the joke's not funny anymore and she keeps going with it Mm -hmm. and he does the thing to me because a couple of weeks ago i was working on a story about the special teams and i went and talked to rudy ford who was a new guy that they had added and I found out all kinds of interesting stuff. Like one of his uh, relatives nicknamed him Rudy because he had seen the movie Rudy. And then Rudy Ford wanted to be clear that he's nothing like that guy. That guy wasn't an athlete at all, but he had a lot of heart. And then it turns out his real name is Jonathan Ford, which there's another guy on the team who's also named Jonathan Ford. So it's a good thing Rudy goes by Rudy because otherwise we'd have two right. Jonathan Fords in the same locker room. Okay. But Tauscher's just, just killing me because you went to a guy named Rudy Ford instead of listening <laughs> to the quarterback. I didn't need the quarterback that day. So <laughs> I, I usually go to his locker. And like yesterday, I had like, I think I asked three questions. And I always go in with, ideas of what I want to ask that might be different, not quite as different as Tim's question about whether he prepares for our interviews, but definitely stuff that I don't think anyone else is going to ask. The problem I have in that setting is I'm a really bad interrupter slash timing up exactly when someone else is going to end what they're saying so you can jump in. I'm there's a few reporters who are so good at it and I need there to be like that extra beat of no one talking for me to get in. And so I tend to usually ask my questions toward the end when it's starting to peter out a little bit. Okay. Now let me ask you another reporter's question. How would you deal with Bill Belichick? We've been playing that throughout the course of the morning. Yeah. So uh, I have a really good friend who covers the Patriots for ESPN.com. His name is Mike Reese. And I I don't, like, I loved, uh, let's use Ted Thompson as an example. So I've never, I've talked to Bill Belichick before. Um, He he did, they used to do conference calls with us the week of a game, which they've done away with. And I hate it because it was great to talk to opposing coaches and get their insight. Mm -hmm. Now, I've told you guys the story before, many years ago, about being at the NFL scouting combine and going out to dinner very early in my career with a bunch of veteran reporters who were nice enough to include me at a dinner that I had no business being at. And Belichick 
walked into the restaurant and pulled up a chair and sat with us. And I happened, he happened to sit next to me Wow! and started talking me up and could not have been more engaging. He told funny stories. Uh, I had dated someone who lived in Annapolis, Maryland, which was where he was from. So he's asking me all these questions about Annapolis. Those in those days, I mean, he was amazing. And then at the podium, he's just the most difficult guy he could be. Right. Right. And so I, I know with Ted Thompson, I always took it as a challenge to figure out a way to ask a question that would get an answer. And one of my proudest career moments, was at the NFL meetings in Florida one year, and Belichick was being his typical difficult self with all the people that cover him every day. And I came in, and I was working on a story about Mike McCarthy at the time after he'd won the Super Bowl, and I asked Belichick a question about McCarthy, and he gave this long, eloquent, interesting answer that some of the Patriots writers came up and said, Hey, thanks for asking that question. It loosened him up a little bit. He actually gave us some decent answers after you left. Wow. So there is something underneath all that gruff. It's all intention. If you were to ask Matt LaFleur about Jair Alexander, what would he say? <laughs> yeah, not not much. I have learned with Matt, and, and I have a really good working relationship with Matt. Um, I had a really good relationship with Mike Sherman and Mike McCarthy, too. But Matt, Matt is, um, when it comes to injuries, that's the worst. I mean, really? he's just the absolute worst. I mean, and I gave him a hard time yesterday about this because on Monday he told us that he had intentionally not talked to the head trainer so he would be able to come in and not give us any injury information. Oh, man. And so on Wednesday I said, I assume you've talked to Flea, Brian Engel, who's in that role. He said, well, you assume wrong. I'm like, <laughs> And I wanted to say, if you haven't talked to the guy who's in charge of your medical staff, and it's Wednesday, mm-hmm. then you should be fired. Right. Because that's part of your job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, look, I understand they try to keep this stuff under wraps, but I, I will say this on a serious note. With the amount of gambling that is being done on the National Football League and it's only going to increase, they're going to have to address whether or not they give out extensive injury information or not because that is going to be a key component for wagering, and the NFL has obviously partnered with a bunch of betting sites, uh, this is something they're going to have to start thinking long and hard about going forward. Speaking of injuries, do you see another rotation at left tackle coming up this weekend? I do, Marcus. Uh, I think, and and Tausch and I were talking about this because he did it once in his career with Marco Rivera. Uh, I would be inclined to think that they will go two series for David, and then one series for Yash, so they play David more than they did last week, but not all the snaps. Um, Matt LaFleur did say earlier this week that everything is kind of on the table for that. I'm sure David just wants to play all the snaps, but um, I'm sorry. After everything they've been through with him, uh, playing the high side of caution seems to be the really smart way to go. So who are you picking in the game? So I, I am always leery of Bill Belichick, especially when you're uh, counting a team that he coaches out. Right. But you know they're going to be they're going to be starting Brian Hoyer, who I think went to high school with you, Dave. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> Maybe he did. He's been around a long time. Pittsburgh guy. 
Um, and so, I, I, I mean, it's hard for me to, to pick against the Packers. Now, I will say this. Uh, I was wrong about Packers-Buccaneers, but I am convinced, if you watch the way, how just how bad the Patriots were offensively, and the Packers' defense deserves a bunch of credit for that, but I'm convinced that if they hadn't suspended Mike Evans, that the Packers would have lost that game, and no one can convince me otherwise. Okay, all right. Although it does have the makings of a trap game. I mean, you play against Tom Brady, then you have a Mac uh, Jones-less Patriots, and then you go to London next week. Yeah, don't don't tell Aaron Rodgers that it's a trap game. They don't they don't think in those terms. He knows that we're going to ask questions like that, but he, we we don't think about that in this locker room. That's funny because I have heard over the years plenty of players, maybe not Aaron Rodgers, say. Uh, well, that was kind of a trap game, and we weren't prepared, or we came out flat, and mm-hmm. we were coming off of a big win, or we got caught looking ahead. Like mm-hmm. that is still human nature, no matter what the quarterback says. When do they leave for London? By the way, uh, apparently we're not supposed to ask that yet. <laughs> but <Okay>. my understanding <laughs> is that they're go- they're planning on leaving on Thursday uh, to try and get acclimated in time for Sunday. Okay. Uh, I think that's what the Vikings are doing this week, too, because they're going to London. I'm really curious, though, because the, the other component of this, and, and uh, Rich Basaccia has been on a staff that went to London. Um, their punter, Pat O'Donnell, has done it. But most of the Packers, I mean, Packers are the last team to go. But the NFL gives you, and we talked about this when the schedule came out, the NFL gives you the option of taking your bye week after you play in London or just playing a regular week and getting the bye some other time. And the Packers chose, because they're playing in week five in London, to save their bye, basically. And now they don't have it until, like, week 14. Hmm. And they play the Jets at home the week after they play the Giants in London. And I'm really curious to see how those two games play out beyond, obviously, the Sunday. Because I'm not looking ahead, so it's not a trap game. <laughs> That's right. But it's not, never a trap game. Never. That could be a problem. It really could be. All right, Jason. As always, thank you for the insight. We'll listen. We'll read your stuff. And we'll talk to you on Monday morning. Thank you. All right. Sounds good, everybody. Take care. Be good. You too. Jason Wilde, our Green and Gold Insider.